Well, good morning, everybody. Um, welcome to you, whether you're here in the building, whether you're on Zoom. It's good to be together to worship God this morning. Um, I have one notice that I've been asked to give, which is about the prayer meeting this evening uh, here at 6 p.m. Uh, in the lounge, and all are welcome to come along to that. And we'll be continuing to focus on our themes of the Holy Spirit and his work in, in our lives uh, alongside the, the church vision statement. So that's this evening at 6 p.m. in the lounge. Um, if you're able to make it, uh, everyone is welcome. We'll be hearing uh, from Tony a bit more about the, the fruit of this, the Spirit and how, as so often, uh, love is, is a key element um, in, in everything that we do. And we're here this morning to express our love to, to God and to, to Jesus for his sacrifice and to think also um, about God's love for us because we wouldn't love him if he hadn't loved us first. Um, and that's such an amazing love. And so we're going to, to bring worship now in, in song um, to the God who loves us so much. And let's express our love to him. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Let's stand if we're able. As we come today, remind ourselves of what we do. That these songs are not just songs, but signs of love for you. This is a holy moment now. Something of heaven touches earth. Voices of angels all resound. We join their song. Come, come, let us worship God with our hands held high and our hearts bowed down. We will run, run, run through your gates, oh God, with a shout of love, with a shout of love, Lord, we come. But you have paid the way You are the holy king of all Heaven and earth are in your hands All of the angels sing your song We join them now Come, come, come Let us worship God With our hands held This be a holy moment now. Let this be a holy moment now. Let this be a holy moment now. Let this be a holy moment now. 
hearts here in your presence. Let's just pour out words of, of love and adoration to our God. You're an amazing God, Lord. We just love to come and worship you, Lord, to lift your name on high, to declare you're our Lord, you're our God, you're our Savior, and we love you, Lord. What a privilege it is to be called the children of the living God, Lord. You'd bid us come to you, Lord, and that's your desire that we do come to you, Lord, every day to come to you because you're a God who is welcoming, a God whose arms are always open wide to receive us. Whatever the situation we find ourselves in, you are for us, Lord. How can we not but praise you and give you the glory that you deserve, Lord? Come before your throne of grace and mercy and just say, we love you, Lord. Thank you for first loving us. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. Amen. words from Romans. Live as free men, but be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Owe nothing to others, but love your neighbours as yourselves. Remember that ways of the flesh conflict with the ways of the spirit, and also conflict with your soul. What return can you expect from a life in the flesh? Those led by the spirit are sons of God. Others face tribulation and destruction. Grapes are not gathered from thorns, nor as figs gathered from thistles. But do nothing from selflessness, but in humility, count others better than yourselves. Amen. Father God, we want to just want to affirm that you are magnificent. You are magnificent. You are magnificent. You came as a child into this world, into this cruel world. Lived a life, showed us a way. Sacrificed your life upon that cruel cross. We thank you, Lord, that you rose from the grave and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Father God, thank you for your spirit that lives now in our lives. Help us to be bold to 
to declare your magnificentness to the community around us. May it be our heart's cry. May we live to glorify you. In Christ's name, amen. amen. Lord, we thank you for your amazing love. We thank you for Jesus who poured out his life on the cross for each one of us. We thank you that you are magnificent. We thank you that you are higher, you are more than we could ever imagine, but you are so close within us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Just thank you. You are beyond our comprehension, but that is as it should be. Thank you, magnificent God. Amen. Mark. Mark's got uh, something to share with us this morning. So, morning. How are we all? Good? Excellent, excellent. Get me notes in the right order, that would help, wouldn't it? So, I love coming to speak to you guys every morning, so um, I hope you love it too. Um, if you don't, tough, because um, I'm coming. <laughs> um, so, Alison's already said, this morning Tony's going to be speaking to us about the fruit of the Spirit. Um, and that got me thinking. What do you think it got me thinking about? Fruit. Well done. Yeah, so I've been thinking about fruit. Who likes fruit? Most of us. I, I like a lot of fruit, but I don't like others. I think probably bananas uh, are my favorite fruit. And I do like a good banana. Um, but I wonder, now you can see on the table here, I've got some bags. I wonder how good you guys are at recognizing fruit and I might need some help here oh look Emily and Rachel have stood up come on up you come so what I need you to do is to help me identify the fruit that are in all of these bags but you're not allowed to look at them you can only feel them in the back. So let's start with this one. What do you think this one is? A That's a banana. Bananas first, because I like bananas. So yeah, we have a banana. And you think that some of them are easier than others. So we have a banana. This one they think is an apple. Okay. And it is an apple. So two down. A nectarine. Well, have another feel. It's an orange. This one is an orange. Okay, so here we've got the next one. What do you think that one is? Is it another orange? I think it's a 
That's a, it's a blooming big nectarine, I have to say. What do you think it is? Could be an orange. It's, it's sort of like an orange, and it is orange, but it's a grapefruit. As I said, some are easier than others. Now, let's try this, this one. A plum. Anyone like plums? I quite like plum. Plum crumble. Plum crumble is the best, isn't it? A satsuma or a plum? Well, actually, this is a bit of a trick one. It's a tomato. Because tomatoes are fruit, you know. Right, next on the list. What do you think that one is? A lemon or a lime. What do you think, Emily? You think it's a lime. It is, in fact, very close. It's a lemon. Next one. Got to stop breathing on the microphone. <laughs> That's another plum. No, well, you see, you nearly got it last time. This one's a lime. <laughs> two more, two more. It's a pear. It's a pear. It's a pear. And yes, that one is a pear. And the last one. A very big lychee. What's like a very big lychee? I couldn't get any lychee, so I didn't have any. No, they're a bit bigger. It's a tricky one, this one. But it's, it's sort of like the one before it. What was the one before it? It's a pear. So this is a something pear. A prickly pear. No, it's not from the jungle, but we'll have to move on. This one is an avocado pear. Oh, that's a tricky one, wasn't it? But, yeah, so there's lots of different types of fruit, and I quite like them. Um, and actually, it's quite easy to recognise them when we can see them. But sometimes, when they're in the bags, it's not that easy, is it? So thank you, girls. That's really helpful. Um, good job. So, as I said, Tony's going to be speaking about the fruits of the Spirit a little bit later. Um, and I, want, I was going to ask if you knew what they were, but <laughs> we've got this wonderful banner here, so that would have fallen a bit flat, wouldn't it? So, yeah, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Not necessarily in that order. Um... But I wonder how easy it is to recognize these fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. I wonder, if you look at yourself, whether you can see these attributes in your life. You see, over the last few weeks, when we've heard that when we become a Christian, we get the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside us, doesn't he? And... The fruit of the Spirit 
are a demonstration of the Holy Spirit living inside us. So we should be demonstrating these fruit, but it's not actually that simple, is it? The fruit have to grow. Fruit, these fruit, take a long time to grow. A fruit tree might bear fruit every year. But when the little seeds planted, it might be years and years before they bear fruit. And they have to grow and be nurtured and so that they're in the right conditions to bear fruit. So when we become a Christian, we actually have to concentrate on bearing fruit and growing the fruit of the Spirit by letting the Holy Spirit guide us, by praying, by reading the Bible, and by meeting together in church like we are this morning or in small groups in people's homes and just chatting about our faith and our lives. Now, some fruit may be easier for us than others. You might be naturally a loving and kind person. You might be naturally patient, but you might find it harder with some of the other attributes, some of the other fruit of the Spirit. For me, I'm not naturally a very patient person, as some of you may testify. And I do sometimes struggle with patience and with self-control. I know this because my lovely wife, Carol, sometimes points that out to me, <laughs> in love, of course. Um, so here's a radical idea, because sometimes it's quite difficult to look at ourselves and see the fruit that we do bear and some, some that we need to work. So why not take some time, not right now, I have to say, um, and ask someone what fruit of the Spirit they see in you and what fruit maybe you need to work on. A little bit now it's a brave thing to do so it needs to be someone that you know and love and can trust maybe a parent or a, a, a very good friend or a partner and, and ask them what fruit that you need to work on and if someone's asked you make sure you tell them the good stuff as well first because it's quite easy to run people down and that is not displaying a fruit to the spirit. That's the opposite, isn't it? So if you do take this brave step and ask people, ask friends to, to help you, um, make sure you're affirming in that as well. You see, good fruit, this fruit is really attractive. I'd quite like to eat some of this now. Um, I haven't had breakfast yet, so that would be quite nice. Um, and it draws people in. So good fruit of the Spirit draws people in. People will ask us what we want, what, why we're, we're like we are. They'll ask us why we display these attributes. And then we have an opportunity to share the good news. But if you leave an apple in the bottom of a fruit bowl, what happens? If you don't use it, if you don't eat it, after a while, you put your hand in the fruit bowl and there's this icky, yucky mess in the bottom of the fruit bowl and it's infected all the other fruit and you just have to get rid of it all. And that is not very attractive, is it? And we want, as Christians, we, we love our community, don't we? So we want to be attractive to our community and to do that, we need to bear the fruits of the Spirit. Thank you.
Thank you, Mark. It's time for sparks to go out now, but let's pray for you before you, you go. Father God, we thank you for, for sparks, for, for the group, for all those who attend it. Um, Lord, we thank you for the leaders and we thank you for um, whatever it is they're going to hear about this morning um, that will tell them a bit more about you. Just as we're going to hear something um, from Tony, um, we, we ask Lord that you would show them more about you and, and about your love. And uh, we thank you, we bless you for them. Amen. So if, uh, time to go out. And could we take up the offering, please? Um, we're, we're going to have a time of intercessory prayer now, a time when we can bring our requests to God. Um, so if, if you feel led to pray out, then do please put your hand up and Barbara will bring you a mic. If you're on Zoom, then you just need to, um, un, uh, to unmute yourself. Um, I wonder actually, just thinking a bit radical, would somebody care to pray for the offering this morning? Thanks, Abby. Yes, God, we thank you for the offering. We thank you that you have given us all the opportunity to bring our tithes and offerings to you, Lord. And we pray that you bless them and use them for every purpose that you have for the church, for us as individuals and also as a body, that we will um, steward it well, Lord. We thank you that you have given us so much that we are so blessed and we pray that we will continue to be a blessing to others and we pray over the offering specifically that it will be used for every way that you want it to be used Lord that it will bless people and that people will get saved that people will hear the good news and give their life to you Lord in Jesus name amen And we know that uh, God instructs us to, to bring our requests to him. So as you feel led, if there are people or situations that uh, you want to, to pray for, then this is your opportunity. Be with them and upon them. Just bless them, Lord. Bless them with your healing hand and extend your loving arms around them. In Jesus' name, amen. So we pray for Ian and we pray for, for next week when he spends a day in hospital. So we pray for, that he will have a procedure that he is 
meant to have, that it will go well with him and that he will be able to come home back to the hotel with me on Friday night and if not come home Saturday with me. Lord, we ask your blessing on us back and on everyone who's going from any illness this week. We just ask that you quiet your Holy Spirit on our church and on anybody around it. Amen. Father God, we rejoice that you give us the opportunity to take the gospel out uh, and to share the good news. We thank you for the opportunity you've given us this coming week uh, to go into schools uh, to share the good news. Father, we pray for the team going out that you will anoint them uh, to speak boldly and to relate well to children and, and uh, staff alike. Father, we pray also for the coming make lunch, other opportunities to serve the community in a wide way. Father, you are a magnificent God. We pray that you pour out your spirit. That the fruit of the spirit may be seen in us as we serve you in our families, in our workplace, in our leisure places, in the church, wherever we go. Be bold, be blessed in your name. Amen. Lord, there are so many situations um, in which only you are the answer. In individuals, um, in our community, in our nation, in our world. There are so many issues and, and people and situations that uh, we could bring to you this morning. And we thank you that you hear our prayer, that you answer our prayers. And we don't have to say it aloud. And so I just thank you that you receive all of our prayers. Thank you that you have the power and the wisdom to know what to do and that uh, you care about every situation. We thank you, Lord. Amen. The reading this morning is from Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 16. Oh, sorry. I got the wrong. 16, 13? 20? 13, it is 13, yeah. Sorry, my fault. <laughs> you, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. 
But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. <clears throat> Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for how accessible it is to us that we can pick up a Bible any hour of the day or night and read what you say to us. And it may be that we have read this passage or heard this passage many times. But Lord, your spirit can show us something fresh and new each time. And we thank you for that. We thank you for Tony and all the preparation that he's put in. Thank you for what you've given him to share with us. Lord, may we hear you as you speak to us. And more than just here, may we act upon what you have to say to each one of us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Thank you, Alison. Um, before we um, launch into um, the fruit of the Spirit, um, I would like to just publicly um, say a big thank you uh, to all of you. Uh, I know not everybody is on the uh, church prayer chain, so just briefly, um, my wife has been waiting um, a spinal operation um, since April last year, um, and we were getting close, and then just after Christmas, um, we took her into hospital and she suffered congestive heart failure. Um, she was in hospital for two days um, and then was sent out with um, no support and no information about what she could or couldn't do, um, which was causing us an awful lot of stress. And since she came out um, towards the end of December, um, we haven't had any support um, of what's happening to her and what, what we should expect, what we shouldn't expect. And I know you have all been praying um, because unlike, it's not like me, I just have a whole peace about the situation. The God is in control. And so you've been praying and, you know, we've wanted to see a change and there has been no change since she came out of hospital. Um, and because we've had no support from the community cardiac team um, or anybody else, um, she had a follow-up ECG on Friday. And so we went with the intention of um, grilling the radiographer or whoever it is that um, does the, an echocardiograph um, about what should happen, what, what's going on, and all the rest of it. So we sat in the waiting room. The nurse came out and got us, took us into this room, and as um, I went, we were into the room, um, there was a man in there 
and I assumed he was the one that was going to do it. Um, and so I left her in there, I went out, and there was quiet, I guess, while they were doing all the thing. And then there was a lot of discussion, and uh, I heard him ask her what caused all this. And um, so I went in, and um, he, he was actually a cardiologist. And they're not normally in the room when a radiographer does what they're doing. She then normally refers the results back to a cardiologist. But he was there because he wasn't seeing any patients. Divine intervention put this cardiology just in the room with my wife. And um, he, he, he's not, not really allowed to say, is he, and, and say that the hospital didn't do it very well. But you got that impression that he couldn't believe she was sent home with no support. He couldn't believe she was sent home without a heart monitor. She couldn't believe, he couldn't believe that the cardiac team had not been in touch with us. So your prayers have been answered by that man being in there. And he wrote out a prescription straight away to double the water dose to get all this fluid away from her heart. Um, he's going to follow that up in two weeks' time with a heart monitor. He's going to follow that up with another appointment. He's going to write to the doctor. He's going to write to the cardiac care team and get things moving. So your prayers are being answered. The disappointing bit, and, and I said it to him, he said, um, this, I can't do this overnight. And I said, oh, that's a shame. You know, we've waited this long. I thought that's what would happen. And, and he smiled. But the other side of it is this, this back operation. The moment she came out of hospital, she got a call about a pre-op for the back operation. That's now been postponed for at least six months because of the heart failure. Um, so I don't understand God's plan in all of this. I really don't. But I trust him. And I have a peace that passes understanding about this situation. And it's certainly not me. It's because you're praying, we're all praying, and we, you know, I know, I trust God that we will see something different, a change that will happen. So, enough. Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. Now, if you've got your Bible with you and you look at the, the start of um, chapter 5, um, it says, freedom in Christ. And verse 1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And, and you think when you think of freedom that I'm then free to do exactly what I like. Uh, no, <laughs> not quite as easy as that. Uh, Paul is saying, yes, we have a freedom in Christ. However, that does not give us permission to live lives that are indulgent, permissive, all the things of the world. We need to live in freedom in Christ as children of Christ in accordance with God's will for each one of us. So whilst we have this freedom, it's not quite a freedom that perhaps the world would understand by, by freedom. And in this passage, Paul contrasts two lists of behaviours. The first, and we put it on this side, is the sinful nature, which is what he says about the flesh. It's the non-godly behavior that perhaps we as Christians indulge in. And on this side, there is the fruit of the Spirit. The things that we should be displaying, as Mark shared with us. 
if we have a faith in Jesus Christ, then this needs to be removed and replaced by this, the fruit of the Spirit. When we become a Christian, a radical change must happen in our lives. Because we've been set free from sin and death. The chains are broken. They are gone. We've been set free. And in that freedom should come a drastic change. From this side, the things of the ungodly things of the world, to this side, displaying the fruit of the Spirit. We need to change our behaviour. And if we think about physical fruit, as Mark shared with us, and we add to that, of course, plants and other things, uh, they need a lot of care, a lot of nurturing in order to grow. Now, a gardener, when he plants the seed, he doesn't just then walk away, or she, or she, doesn't walk away. It has to be watered. It has to be fed. It has to be nurtured. And then it will grow. And we, we delight in God's creation, in all the flowers and the plants and all those lovely fruit that is on the table. I notice he didn't take them with him. <laughs> I could offer then his fruit, couldn't I? To say, if you want it, come and get it. But I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to him. So we need to grow in the fruit of the Spirit like the gardener. But it's not that simple, is it, of just seed, water, nurture, whatever. There's a battle that goes on because of those things called weeds. Now, I don't know about your garden, but my garden, the grass went very brown and it hasn't all recovered. Uh, some of the flowers went a bit droopy because um, being a good boy didn't get the hose out. And there's only so much water I can carry in a watering can up and down the garden. <clears throat> but did the weeds wither? No. <laughs> I was still weeding in order to, to stop them choking um, the, 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 the plants that, that were wildering. It is a battle that goes on. And that same battle goes on in our lives from this side of ungodly behavior to this side displaying the fruit of the Spirit. There is good news, of course, that we have the Holy Spirit living inside us to help us move from this side to this side. He is the fruit of the Spirit. And if we allow him, he will then display that fruit in our lives. But we need to give him control of our lives. Whenever we think we're not displaying, we need to stop and just ask the Spirit to help us display more of the fruit of the Spirit. We need to become more and more like Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit will be that conscious in us to, to help us to be that. So the acts of the sinful nature, Paul makes it clear what they are on this side. And he says this, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, Discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Not an exhaustive list, because he ends it with, and the like. In other words, anything that is ungodly behavior 
needs to be removed from our lives and replaced with the fruit of the Spirit. It is not an option to opt out of any of the, the desires of the sinful nature. We can't say this one is not too bad and I actually enjoy doing it. So I'll, I'll keep that one. The whole lot has to be removed from our lives. And it's hard. It is difficult. But as Mark shared, with the apple in the fruit bowl, I've written down apple in the barrel. If you leave a bad apple in the barrel, it will affect the whole of the fruit in that barrel. So the whole lot will get spoiled. So in other words, holding on to any ungodly behavior and continuing in them will give the enemy a foothold in your life, will give the enemy a foothold in my life. And he will then use that to try and bring us down. To walk in the things of the flesh is rebellion against God. And Paul wrote that in, his, in this letter to the Galatians. It's rebellion against God. And those in rebellion against God have a price to pay. And Paul made it clear they will not enter the kingdom of heaven. They will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So we need to take it seriously, what Paul is saying about removing ungodly behavior and replacing it with the fruit of the Spirit. Now in this, Paul is not talking about the odd time that we are tempted, because we're all being tempted daily. And I fail. <laughs> Don't know about you, but I get tempted and sometimes I fail. Paul's not talking about those times. He's talking about a habit that is ungodly behavior in our lives, that it needs to be removed. And I once read that it takes two months to form a habit, but takes a whole lot longer to get rid of it. And, and I know that um, because I used to bite my nails right down to the, because I'm that kind of person. Uh, and when I got married, I said, that's it now. I am no longer going to bite my nails. It was tough. It was hard. But no more nail biting. It took a long time. But it's that will that says, I am going to do away with this habit. It's not good. Now, is biting your nails ungodly behavior? Probably not. But it's a habit and how easy a habit forms. And if it's an ungodly habit, it needs to be removed from our lives so we can see in uh, nine verses 19 to 20 what ungodly behavior is and the like the things that are not listed so if you want to get rid of any of this behavior that's on this side then it's going to take a lot of willpower but the good news is we don't do this alone. We have the Holy Spirit uh, in us to help us to come to terms with it, to come through it and to move out of here and display more of the Christ-like characteristics, which is the fruit of the Spirit. As I was preparing this, the word that just kept coming back to me time and time again, and I acknowledge it might be for me, uh, but it might be for you as well, 
uh, and that was unforgiveness. And you can see unforgiveness in this list because it's dissension, it's factions, it's anger, it's rage. And I'm going to share with you, and I'm sure I've shared this before, um, but I think it's worth repeating, um, that um, unforgiveness took a hold of me and um, made me something that I'm, I'm not. And I might have shared this before, but on the day my mother um, was, my mum's funeral, um, my brother phoned me. Now, prior to that, um, he'd asked us to the family to delay uh, my mum's funeral so he could go on a cruise. Now, I will qualify that. He had some friends coming over from Australia um, that were doing the cruise with them. So, you know, we understood. Um, and so we said, that's fine. While he was on the cruise, he phoned me and said, could you write the eulogy to mum? Because I'm busy. Yeah, enjoying yourself, um, you know, sunning yourself, seeing all these things. You're busy. Okay, I'll do it. And I wrote the eulogy and I sent it to him. On the morning of my mum's funeral, he phoned me up because uh, I saw my sister's number come up and I thought it was my sister, but it was him. And he said, I don't know how you could have written so much rubbish about our mum. And he just laid into me and the anger that was coming. Uh, and I just told him to stop and he wouldn't. So I put the phone down. I was so angry, so, so angry. The, the phone went again. My sister's number came up, put the phone down. Again, came up, put the phone down. I thought he's clever because then my mobile rang. <laughs> and I looked and it was my brother-in-law's number. And I thought, oh, well, he's used that now. But I'll answer it. And I answered it. And it was actually my brother-in-law. And he said, he's wrong. I've read it. It is good. He is totally out of order. But there's nothing we can do about it. So, okay, I feel a little bit better, but I'm still raging. So when we get to Woking Crematorium, my brother was already there. And um, he came up to Val and gave her a big hug. Um, not that she was very happy with him. Um, but then he came to me, held out his hand, and I turned around and walked the other way. I was so angry. So, so angry. His words changed me. He said... That's a nice Christian attitude. And I thought, how dare he? How dare he after what he's done to me? And as I'm walking away, those words kept coming. That's a nice Christian attitude. We sorted it out um, at the wake. Um, and I forgave him. He did say sorry, and I forgave him. But I was so angry. I was so, so angry. Had I not forgiven him, it would have eaten away at me, wouldn't it? It would have eaten away at me. And so maybe you're in a situation where someone has caused you hurt. Someone has caused you pain. I'm pleading with you to go put it right. Forgive them. Because that's the Christ-like attitude that we all need to hold withholding forgiveness gives the enemy that foothold that he needs to bring us down but we are a new 
creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And 2 Corinthians, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Now, we live in a world that is very green at the moment, or trying to be very green. So, so you see lots of adver- adverts about renewed condition, <laughs> and they, they, they palm it off as new. But it's reconditioned or done something to it. We're not reconditioned. We are brand new, born again Christians in Jesus Christ. The old has gone, the new has come. And we need to live in the new. To do anything else is absolutely wrong. Our human nature uh, is removed. Our, Our sinful human nature is removed and replaced with the nature of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the presence of the fruit of the Spirit is evidence. All these things are evidence of godly behavior in our lives and becoming more and more Christ-like. So Galatians 5, 22, 23, you can just look up there, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In that incident with my brother, how many of those did I display? Not many. No self-control, no patience, no gentleness, no kindness, no goodness, joy? Yeah, right. (laughs) So what a failure. (laughs) None of the Christ-like characters were displayed. It hurts. Because I'm supposed to be Christ-like. So we rid ourselves of the ungodly behavior and replace it with the fruit of the Spirit. Now, whether you've noticed, the fruit of the Spirit is plural. So fruit could mean one, it could mean more than one. But in this case, Paul is saying it is the fruit of the Spirit. You cannot pick any of those and say they're the ones I'm going to be good at. It comes as a package. Because we have the Holy Spirit living inside us, it comes as a package. And we need to display all of those. So whilst it's not an option here to hold on to any ungodly behavior, it's not an option here to opt out of any of the fruit of the Spirit. We need to have them all. Now, for those of you that know me, um, I have an allergy to stone fruit, which means I cannot eat uh, apples, pears, plums, peaches, cherries, and all sorts of fruit. The problem is, I like those fruit, but when I eat them, my mouth all swells up, goes all tingly, my throat closes up, and it's frightening uh, with what happens. But I like them, and so I'll try. And I went to the doctor thinking he's going to cure me of this, and uh, he was so, so helpful. I went in there and I said, this is what happens when I eat these fruit. And he said, okay. Well, you know what it is then. Don't do it. (laughs) And if you do it by accident, it's too Puritan. And if that doesn't work, 999. Very helpful. Very helpful. But it's true, isn't it? You know what it is. Don't do it. 
but I like the fruit. So I found a way to eat the fruit. By trial and error, I found out that whatever I am allergic to comes out when it's cooked. So I can eat a lot, all the stone fruits as long as they are cooked. And uh, I will do it. Now, because of Val's condition at the moment, I am doing all the cooking uh, at home, so I get to choose. Guess what we're having for pudding today? Can you show it, Jason? Uh, Jasper, sorry. Apple pie and custard. Yes. Which is my favourite. The downside is Val hates cooked fruit. How, how we're married, I don't know. But I can only eat it if it's cooked. She doesn't like it and will only eat it if it's raw. So being a good husband that I am, I bought strawberries, raspberries, grapes, blueberries, and, and when I go home, I will put that into a fruit salad so she can have that, and I've got the apple pie and custard. <laughs> we have to find a way to enjoy all of those. And I don't say this jokingly, I say it seriously. Are any of us allergic to any of the fruit of the Spirit? That actually, I don't want to do that. I don't want to display that. Because by doing so, we're grieving the Holy Spirit. And we need to display them all. It's hard sometimes, but we have the Holy Spirit living in us to help us to do this. It's no surprise when Paul writes uh, to the Galatians through the Spirit that he puts love first. It shouldn't surprise us that love comes first. And the love in this passage is agape love. It's a love the unlovely it goes to the extreme of love your enemies love your enemies as you love yourself because your neighbor is anybody an agape love is what it Paul is talking about here that we need to display this agape love that this love goes beyond the hurt that my brother caused me or some Somebody has caused you. It is a greater love. It's beyond natural affection. It's beyond loyalty to family or blood. The problem with the English language is that we only have one word for love. You see, I love apple pie and custard. You've noticed that. But I also love my wife. Are they the same? I'll let you decide because I'm not going to get myself into any more trouble. <laughs> but I love apple pie, I love my wife, but they're two totally different things. Totally different things. And we need to model the love that Christ has showed us. And by modeling that love first, you can see all the others are outworking from love. All our actions, if we have agape love, will be all of those. So he starts with love and the others come as well. 
the same love that God showed us in Romans 5 verse 8 God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were sinners still sinners Christ died for us agape love like the fruit of the spirit doesn't come naturally because of the fallen nature that is within all of us that sometimes we tend towards this way and the spirit tries to pull us back to this way it's a battle that goes on but we need to demonstrate agape love to all we come into contact with and in a way we have the antidote to the allergy if we have an allergy to any of those and that's the Holy Spirit because he's all those things and if he's living inside of us then we should be demonstrating all of those see we don't need to cook it we don't need to do anything else to find what we works for us the Holy Spirit works for us or works in us is a better way of putting it works in us to produce those in our lives and we need to love as Jesus loves us sometimes it's hard to apply the fruit of the Spirit because it's a battle the enemy wants us on this side Jesus wants us on this side and it's a battle that, that goes on but we've been set free through Jesus Christ we are on the winning side and we will display those we might be good at some and not so good at the others but we need to work on them all to be the best person we can be through Jesus Christ you see if we're no different if we're on this side and we are no different to the world what attracts us to the world what attracts us to people if we're the same as them what will attract people to us as if we're different we're standing on this side we act and respond and display different things it will draw people to us because they'll be interested why are you different why don't you swear why don't you do this why don't you do this they'll be drawn to us and we need to go out of our way to show love and then all the others come with it John 13 34 to 35 because it's not an option it's a command from Jesus a new command I give you and the new command is love one another full stop so that's the command love one another qualifies it with as I have loved you so you must love one another and this is the bit by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another that's what will draw people to us growing the fruit of the spirit in our lives as displayed by Jesus will draw people to us and we then have the opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ so we've been equipped with everything we need to nurture the fruit of the spirit through the power of the Holy Spirit and through that we can impact other people's lives and show them Jesus Christ so it'd be easy to stop there so you got some homework
Sorry about that, but you've got some homework, and I've got some homework. What I'm going to ask you to do, because you know, Mark asked you to ask each other um, how well you're doing in some of these. What are the fruits you, you see? What are the ones you don't see? I'm going to add to that and say this week, at the end of every day, just stop and review the day. The activities you're involved in, your words, your actions, all the rest of it, and say, how did I do? Did I show self-control in that situation? Did I show love? Have I gone this week or that day with a real mm, upside-down frown, or did I show joy in all the things that were going on? Because we need to know how we're doing. And allow the Holy Spirit just to say, yeah, you did all right, but you can do better. Because I think we can all do better. A way of checking uh, our progress in displaying the fruit of the Spirit. Before I finish, um, because of the unforgiveness and, and habit forming and all the rest of it, and I know it's hard, um, because in the last three weeks, twice, the Spirit has prompted me to come and sit at the front. Because I'm concerned about my wife, and I'm thinking, no, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm at peace with it. But the Spirit has prompted me that you need to go out and pray. Now, um, one of the times, Noel actually came up to me and said, I'd like to pray for you. <laughs> so the Spirit was working. But I know it's hard to come out to the front. But if you have a habit that you now say, I'm not doing this anymore, but I need God's help. I need someone to pray with me. And it's difficult because you, you, you might need to share. But I'm sure the person that prays with you, it's up to you whether you share the details but let's commit to god today we're going to get rid of these habits that are ungodly and not want them in our lives if it's unforgiveness then i'm asking you please go and get it sorted do not let the sun go down on your anger because it will rot you away unless you deal with it so deal with it also if there are some of these that you want to display more and more and more of, then come out and have someone pray that the Holy Spirit will release more of that in you. More joy, more love, more peace, more patience. Patience is the one that I need, especially when I'm driving and someone pulls out in front of me. Bless you. <laughs> you know, I know. I, and I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard. Uh, to be more patient when I drive. But let's do something about it. Let's honour God. Let's honour what the Spirit is saying to us. And if you need prayer, please come out and uh, get prayed for. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word to us this morning. We thank you that there is a lot of encouragement, but there's a lot of challenge too. And so, Holy Spirit, pray that you will just move upon each one of us that you will convict us of those areas of our lives which are not displaying the fruit of the Spirit and more displaying the human nature. Holy Spirit, will you just speak into our hearts and minds and that we will respond to what you say to us, that today we will take some action 
to display more of the fruit and less of ungodly behaviour. In Jesus' name we ask it and for his glory. Amen. Thank you, Tony. That was a, quite a challenge at the end there. We can't live by the Spirit. Um, we can't live the fruit of the Spirit. We can't have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives without having the Spirit in our lives. And I think the, the key to um, having more of the fruit is to ask God for more of his Spirit, um, to submit more to, to his Spirit. And so I'm going to invite you to sing prayerfully our, our closing song, which is more of you, more of you, more of you in my life. God, would you prompt us day by day to ask for more infilling of your Holy Spirit and to grow those holy habits, if you like, that will help us to nurture the fruits of the Spirit. 
Draw us closer to you by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.